Hello, I'm Erin Marcus, founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, and I want to welcome you to Ready Yet? If all you needed was a step-by-step plan of what to do, you could buy a book on how to succeed and you would be all set. But here's the rub. You'll never do what it takes until you become the person it takes to do it. The Ready Yet podcast is dedicated to those who are ready to become the person who succeeds, ready to become the person who steps into more, and ready to become the best version of themselves. In the I'm Ready interview series, join me for inspiring conversations with people who figured out who they needed to be in order to achieve their dreams and were brave enough to be that person. Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. Um, back in the office with Allison, my and my team today, having a <sighs> conversation. Um, we like doing this for you guys because even though we've known each other forever and we have so many similar interests, we are so, so, so different <laughs> that it just kind of makes it fun to have these conversations. Um, one of the things that Allison, I've been saying to Allison for quite some time now is working with Allison has made it very obvious to me. I do not communicate as clear as I think that I do, because no matter what I say, your brain works so different than mine. It always, you interpret it in a way that I never anticipate, which is a really good lesson and a good practice. So we thought it would be fun today, um, you know, to do our wrap, our 2020 wrap. Because holy buckets, it's been one hell of a year. I've been telling everybody this story when we were, the other day when we were meeting and trying to come up with a name for the event that we're having in March, the three-day virtual event in March, and we were trying to come up with a cool name for it. So reminiscing that back in January, we had an event called Make 2020 Your Best Year Ever. So it would be perfectly normal to call this one Make 2021 Your Best Year Ever No, this time we really mean it. (laughs) This time for real. (laughs) This time for real. No, I promise. (laughs) So so for our wrap episode for the year, because while it has been some absolutely terrifying situations, and I absolutely seriously do not want to diminish that in any way, the truth of the matter is kind of like how we were talking yesterday in... um, in my group program, we did this as a group for with my clients. At the same time, there's been some amazing things that have happened this year as well. And there's lessons in both of those things. So a conversation about what have we learned in 2020? A lot. <laughs> uh, I think, you know, I wrote down a few things. And I think a great thing to start off with is celebrate all your wins even just the littlest little thing like celebrate it acknowledge it look what you accomplished in in 2020 right in in the midst of all I think yeah I think that's a huge lesson I think not just during a pandemic and political unrest but as entrepreneurs as anyone who's driven as I mean It's so easy to continually focusing, not necessarily on what went wrong. That's not the problem. But I think we forever have these to-do lists. And all we're looking at is what we need to do, what we need to do, what we need to do, which makes you feel like all there is is more to do. 
and right. you really lose sight of what you've accomplished. Absolutely. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. I also, um, I wanted to celebrate like kind of on that topic. This year, I made kind of the, the tough decision to fire one of my clients. <laughs> And it was, it took so much courage to do. And this person was, you know, a nice person, but not the right fit for me. And it was taking its toll on me emotionally. And and I got to the point where I was like, okay, in order to better serve the rest of my clients, you know, and be the best person I can be for them, I need to let this person go. And, and it, it worked out for the better, you know, I, I, I left the situation so much happier, but I, I take that as a win. Cause I feel like maybe Alice in 2019 and actually Alice in 2019 didn't fire her. She kept working with her. So I was just super proud of myself in 2020 that I was like, okay, like, especially now, like my mental health, you know, I, I got to keep myself in top, <laughs> Top right. performance condition. So yeah, uh, that was a that was a huge one for me. I think that's you know. So what are the lessons there? You know, it's setting those boundaries. It shows you. I think this year really showed us what our priorities are, one hundred percent, or should be. And also, what you said that's really really true. If you have something in your life that is toxic. It's not just the time spent on that thing, but it's also the effect that that situation has on the rest of your life, on the rest of everything you're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's a weight that you carry around and you don't always know that it's there, but once you remedy the situation, it's like, oh, I feel so much better. <laughs> well, and did you find, cause this is one of the things I talk to people a lot about um, especially with my background in difficult conversations, did you find that your anticipation of the conversation around ending the relationship was worse than actually going through that process? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know me too. I, I psych myself about things that I probably shouldn't. And that is what eats away at me. But yeah, no, the, the actual conversation itself was not bad at all. And that's so true for so many things that our fear and our anxiety around in anticipation is very, very, very often much worse than the actual experience itself. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? What kind of things did you learn this year? What did I learn this year? Um, Your first year of working with me. (laughs) Well, again, (laughs) again, our full year. First full year working together again. Um, (laughs) I think one of the things that I watched happen this year and kind of did myself as well, though I don't have a huge problem with this. There's no such thing as what something is supposed to be like. There's just no such thing. We are so far away from what things are quote unquote, supposed to be like, Mm -hmm. that it just shows you it's all contrived. We create that. Yeah. 
we create that situation. Now there's preferences, you know, I know, no lie there, there's preferences, but we've had to learn a different way of working. And what we've learned is some of the ways we used to work might be preferences, but some of them were just the way things kind of developed, not necessarily with intention and not necessarily the best way for it to happen. It's just what evolved. Right. So a continual ask myself, you know, don't wait for a pandemic. Don't wait to be locked in my, you know, I've been home this long in 20 years. I mean, it's crazy because I travel for the company, the business that I've now, the business that I owned before this, I was speaking and presenting for the franchisor and I was traveling. And then I would also go to entrepreneur conferences. And then when we worked together in corporate, I did a ton of traveling. I have not been home this long in 20 years. And what did I see on Facebook, of course, the other day? How many of these Zoom calls could have been emails? (laughs) How many of these meetings could have been emails? But haven't, some things have gotten so much easier. Yeah. The world figured out real quick how to uh, adapt. Yeah, they really did. And the other thing that was interesting to me, just as an observer, was my entrepreneurial world figured out instantly how to adapt. Like they didn't wait because when this all started, we thought this was a 30 day thing, but my entrepreneurial people didn't wait. My people with jobs, people who have hired me in from companies, they all completely put the brakes on and figured they'd wait it out. And that was very interesting to me. You know, one of the things I talk about, um, and I joke about it, but it's absolutely true. At this point in my career path, I am completely unemployable. There's no way. And part of it is I have no patience for wait and see, or this is the way it's always been done, or let's have 16 meetings before we make a decision or getting ready to get ready to get ready to see if we want to make this thing to sell. It just, it, it's crazy. And I understand when you have big companies, you know, you can't just throw spaghetti at the wall the way a solopreneur might, but yeah, I have this idea. Let's go try this. Um, but the whole construct of how something is supposed to be, one of, I think that's one of the things that you and I have in common is no interest in how things are supposed to be, but this year really hit that home that that's probably a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing, as you sit here with blue hair and I'm 50 years old with my half my head shaves and the tattoo showing today, launching the podcast and having some amazing conversations with people and then doing the work to embrace it myself. One of the things I learned this year is for an entrepreneur, success is often equated with embracing your authentic self. That's been like one of my favorite things because I've never been a fit the mold person anyway, but you and I both played that fairly well when we had to, because we were in finance services. That's a conservative industry. Yeah. 
my cat is now an international speaker thanks to COVID. The fact that she's over there sleeping instead of in, on this camera is nothing short of a miracle. We, I was going to ask where she was. To be <laughs> it's over there. I mean, when I record podcasts, I usually lock her in the bathroom, but I didn't just now. So we'll see what happens. We've had kids on our calls. We've had people's children, people's pets, doorbells ringing. You know, there is no formality of how it's supposed to be and I think that's been a good thing you know made us all a little more human absolutely I always find too like just being really authentically me with my social media with my website with everything I say with my organizing business it draws people like who dig it you know like (laughs) They're picking up what I'm laying down and, and end up working really well together. And and if I were if I was playing some sort of role or like corporate Allison, as I used to, you know, like I wouldn't be drawing those people to me. So yeah, Absolutely. being authentically yourself is it just makes it key. easier. Yeah. You don't have to put on a mask every day. You're just well, like, yeah, this is me. Isn't it interesting? It's been so interesting to have these conversations with people that we all agree being authentically ourselves is easier. But the process to get there, the process to break through the decades of subconscious programming of who you're supposed to be as opposed to being yourself yeah, is a brutal process to break through. Yeah. It took me a long time. So that's been a big lesson. What else have you learned? I mean, I'm big on this anyway, but it was really more obvious this year is like, you're no good to anyone unless your batteries are fully charged. And whether that's physically or emotionally, you know, this year could really take its toll on people. But in, in order to help anyone professionally, like keep up on you, like, yeah, you know, make sure you're doing well and then you can pour from your pitcher. <laughs> right, right. You can't help anyone if you're, you can't pour from an empty cup or whatever the proper. Yeah, I, I never, I always mess it up, but I'm like, yeah, you get, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's been harder to take care of yourself this year. And I think on that same side is being a little bit more open about when you're not and yes. asking for the help. That's not something I'm great at. Now I might take some downtime and here's the other thing. There's a big difference for me going to the people who I already know, love and care about me and needing help is very different than plastering your chaos all over. I don't know that that helps anybody. It doesn't. No, it kind of brings other people down. Yeah. And, and it's, to me, that's not an authentic ask for help unless it is, you know, go fund me. We know, you know, we, we know people who are having hard times who have go, I'm, I'm all for that. I get it. I think it's absolutely abysmal that in the United States that that's even a thing that has to happen. Yeah. Um, but that's a whole other episode. Um, that's different. That's yeah. different. I mean, you know, you know, the, the poor me, the, the woe is me. And then, yeah, it's, that's hard. Cause yeah, I just, I've never, I never got that. I've never been drawn to that. Um, 
at the same time, empathy kind of going along with the fact we talked about people's kids are in the, on the call sometimes, you know, the empathy for whatever somebody's situation is. You can't expect a person working from home with three children who are e-learning and their spouse is also working from home in a home that was never designed to have five people working from home and not expect interruptions and not expect noise and not, I mean, it's just going to happen. Yeah. So the empathy for the humanness of everybody, I would hope people are picking up on that as well. Yeah. I always like to say like, we're all going through something, you know, like you might not always know what that person's going through, but we're all going through something. (laughs) This year we can just assume pretty (laughs) everybody's going through something. (laughs) Absolutely. And so back to business, I think one of the things I learned a couple things, God, I can't believe I'm going to use this word, but pivot quickly. Oh, pivot. <laughs> yeah. drinking game, right? But or, or respond, not react quickly. Respond quickly. Yeah. Respond quickly. Because otherwise you're kind of, especially, you know, I'm thinking of social media. If you're putting all these messages out there, you know, if, if after March 15th, you stuck to your perfectly planned out social media calendar for the 90 days after March 15th, you looked very tone deaf. Yeah, absolutely. So respond appropriately, respond quickly, but don't put your head in the sand. Figure, you know, the whole concept of it's not failure, it's feedback has been perfect this year because we've all had to change what we were doing. Absolutely. I mean, we were, we were talking the other day, you know, my, my organizing business was up 25% over 2019. That's amazing. You know, considering I went the entire month of April without a single appointment, you know, we were on stay at home orders. I was not going to break that. Nope. Um, so I spent that month doing like behind the scenes work. I'm like, Oh, I'll do some organizing videos in my house and work on a little bit of this and get stuff ready for when I can work again. Here's social media stuff. And, you know, great. Here's how to help organize yourself. And it was a, that was a huge change. Yeah. Yeah. And using the time wisely, um, using it at all. I think people really learned a lot about themselves. I hate to say it, but how are you in a crisis? The other thing, and it's not that I've learned it, but it, it, it was another thing that really hit, has hit home for me as I've had different conversations. Life is too short to tolerate being miserable. And I'm not saying that, you know, this one's more on the personal side, or I guess even business. I'm not saying that every relationship you have has to be perfect 24-7, because that's not reality. But I know so many people whose relationship only worked because one worked days and one worked nights. Or because they were basically never together. And then they got stuck together. Again, not that you should give up at the first sign of a problem, but try to solve the problem. 
because everything just, you know, and, and I've had some horrible losses that have been close to home, young, young people. And it's all just too short to be miserable. Yeah. That one really hit me. You know, obviously you knew me in my twenties. I had this neck issue in my mid twenties and I almost had a stroke. And that, uh, that was really eye-opening that I am not promised a tomorrow. I'm not promised that if I work this job that I kind of like, that I'll be able to grow old and retire and then do what I want. You know, like life is way too short. And we've had, you know, if we, we worked with someone whose husband died weeks after he retired. And yeah, I think this year, just with so much loss in your face at all times, made it impossible to ignore that fact. And I have to laugh because, you know, so I was a kid in the 80s. And I always say that Stranger Things, the show Stranger Things could have only happened in the 80s because we did basically raise ourselves because we had a little bit of pocket money and we had the ability to get out there on our own. And nobody ever knew where we were. And it was the first time where both parents, for the most part, were working. So like, and there weren't cell phones yet. Yeah. So we were on our own. And I always laugh about that upbringing, but I, and I think the jokes are hysterical that my generation was built for this. I could sit home and eat powdered based foods for, <laughs> and, you know, I did it for a decade. <laughs> oh my God. You know, what, what's your resilience? How, how is your natural personality or how you're raising your children or how you're helping your clients helping or harming their ability in the long run? God. Well, and you know me, I'm an introvert. So like (laughs) waiting for this moment, (laughs) born for social distancing. It's like my jam. (laughs) I have a friend who's somewhat of a germaphobe and it was very funny because I we I moved we used to see each other all the time and then I moved and we worked together so now I changed businesses and I moved away so I never got to see him and we kept trying to reconnect and he's like oh we have to have lunch and our our schedules just never made it and finally when everything hit now he was more open to having a zoom conversation and I was just teasing him because he's like, I had no idea. This is amazing. I'm never leaving my house. <laughs> oh, you know, awesome. and it changes your priorities, right? It, it really has changed, changed priorities. I was looking for a new car in March or February. I was looking to buy a new car and I didn't do it. And I don't even know why I didn't do it, but I didn't do it. And so March hits. I've basically bought three tanks of gas since March, (laughs) now December. Not only that, but the car died. It stalled out in the garage and it took me three weeks to finally do anything about it. (laughs) Right. And previously that would have been of the utmost urgency. So going back to our, what's supposed to be, you know, what is an emergency? What is most important to you? And really just reframing all of that. Just rolling with it. Yeah. Cool. So what is the one you're going to take with you in the next year? What is something that you learned this year that you think sets you up the best for next year? Oh, I mean, that's a really good question. 
I, I think it really just comes down to the happiness and, you know, I, I'm a big person on trusting my gut and, you know, whether it's a new client or someone who's like wanting to join in on the business or something, anything business related, I, I trust my gut and I feel like, ah, this isn't going to make me happy. Like, I'm not going to do it. Like, probably not going to be, it's probably not going to work out. Probably not going to work out. And, you know, I'm big on that. Again, life is too short and this year's shown it to us. How about you? You know, I did some things this year that most people wait till their third, fourth, fifth year of business to do. And some of them worked and some of them didn't. But I don't think I would be as far along in my business had I not done those things and tried those things. Yeah. So I'm really holding on to this concept of there is no supposed to be. And now instead of just through reaction, but now with intention, letting go of what's supposed to be and deciding what I want and how I want it to look and when I want to do it and just freaking going for it even more than previously. Yeah. Because what's the worst that could happen? It doesn't work. Right. I think perspective we've learned this year is who cares if the business idea doesn't work. There's so much bigger things than a social media campaign that didn't work. So right. might as well try it. Yeah. Yes. And so we're going to do a second episode together about risk. So that'll be fun as well, because it kind of goes with this one. So I will see you uh, next week with there. Thank you so much for joining me on the Ready Yet podcast. I get so motivated by the amazing accomplishments of the remarkable people I meet, and I'm excited to be able to share some of their stories with you. You can find more episodes of Ready Yet at your favorite source for podcasts, or at conqueryourbusiness.com. And if you've already decided that you are ready to become the person you need to be to achieve your big goals, feel free to reach out to find out how I can support you in your efforts. Or check out the Work With Erin page on the Conquer Your Business website. I also invite you to share this podcast with anyone you know who loves to learn and be inspired. And if you're so inclined, I'd be absolutely grateful for any reviews you'd like to share as well. Thanks again for joining me. This has been Aaron Marcus, hopefully inspiring and helping you to go conquer your big dreams.